Great. Welcome, everybody. It is episode 47 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. It is April 1st, 2019. This ain't no joke. All right. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And no emails this week. So it is what it is. And I guess our guest tonight is Ryan Fairchild, owner of Omega Electric here in Alpena. So welcome, Ryan. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. Um, I guess we'll get into some hot takes or just some topics. We could talk about the Terry. You were right. Duke Lawson. Yeah. And you actually super called it. And I, I gave you a shout out last night. I saw that. So um, <clears throat> it is what it is, right? It is what it is. It's why they play the games. Yep. I think a lot of people, I, the only thing that I saw, there's two things that upset me the most were, one, people making fun of Trey Jones, which I didn't like. Because he was crying, and everybody was saying, like... I've seen more cry in this tournament than any time yeah. Well, you know... There's nothing wrong with it. No, you know what's going on with his mom. So, like, well, no, I don't. oh, his mom's got cancer. He's from Minneapolis. He yeah. wanted to get to the, oh, the yeah. team. So, I mean, this that was the whole Duke mantra for ever since the AC tournament. And, uh, I mean, it really meant a lot to him. I mean, he was... Him and Ty as well. Ty is... You don't follow Tyus on Twitter, I know, but like Tyus every day is just talking about his little brother and how he wanted this. Obviously, Tyus plays in Minnesota, so like yeah. you know. Um, so there's a lot of Spartan fans talking about like you know they were being really just not cool. So whatever, <laughs> and, yeah. And then no, right? Really bad, like on next level stuff this year. But anyways, Are they the coaches. Yeah, no, I'm surprised. <laughs> and then the next thing was is that. I was reading that this is Coach K's worst coaching job ever because, like, they're saying he has all this talent. But as you and I have talked, these are 18-year-old kids. So, like, it's not like he had a senior-laden team of All-Americans. All now, mainly Zion and RJ are really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Zion's probably the best college basketball player in a decade or at least. I mean, let's talk about it. Let's do it real quick. What do you know? I mean, Anthony Davis – Right, Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant are the yeah. two that I mean, Kevin, the top. Yeah, Kevin Durant, easy. I mean, Kevin Durant it was like kind of the opposite of Zion, right? Like when Kevin Durant was at Texas, people were like, "There's no way the skinny kid is going to translate to the NBA." What is somebody that tall dribbling the ball and shooting outside for? These are the things that they said about him. They're all oh, just wait till he gets to the NBA, and then he was just like, "Wow, holy cow!" He's the original unicorn. Yeah, and then of course, I mean. You gotta throw Steph in there, I guess. But like, Steph wasn't a freshman, not like this has been. So, um, I had this small glimmer of hope that the way they lost, everybody would come back. Like a coach would have to like tell these kids he's got coming because you know he just reloads, right? So he just plays on all these scholarships to be empty. Like calling up this five-star kid this year and going, you know, I promise you, you're gonna do next year. I got some bad news. Um, you're gonna have to go somewhere else, like to Kentucky or somewhere, because everybody's coming back, which is not happening. You know, if everybody came back, I think that'd be great. It's not gonna happen. No, um, I would actually like that. You would actually like I Duke would, because I would more. give Duke respect. Yeah, they would probably win next year yeah. if they all came back. 
Mm. Well, yeah, because the things that they lacked this year were three things, right? They didn't have any senior leadership, which you, we discussed in an earlier pod. They couldn't make a free throw. That has been their problem all year long, and they can't shoot from the outside. No. So, like, but they're eighteen-year-old kids, and it's college basketball. And, but even if they're eighteen-year-olds, they should be able, still be able to make a shot oh, once in a while. Yeah, a free throw. I mean, and you can't have you. You just can't rely on two people. No, you know, and uh, it is what it is, though. They had a good run. They had a good year. And this was probably. My second favorite Duke team of all time. So, I mean, the Shane Battier year with that Dylan and I talk about all the time with Jay Will, Carlos Boozer, my Dylan Levy Jr. Year. That was that great. team was stacked. Yeah. With seniors and oh. juniors. So when they when they win, it wasn't like, a, oh, wow. We're it wasn't a surprise. No, it wasn't <laughs> a surprise, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that group was by far like – and that was the reason why I like that group. And it's hard because, you know, Allison talked about this year – it was just toward the end of last year, first of all, the Duke team wasn't very likable last year. They had a lot of good kids, but they were kind of dinks. Like, and it was just, yeah, they were just kind of hard to root for, you know. And um, by the end of the year, by the time the tournament got around, she knew their names. And then this year, when this year started, like, man, we got they're loaded this year. And she was like, okay. And then uh, they had they had a YouTube channel, which Ryan was talking about beforehand. You know, the YouTube channels. And their YouTube channel this year was extremely well done. Like, I was like, it is a weekly recruiting video is what they've created. And, like, it's embarrassing, really, honestly, for any other college basketball program because, like, the first week was in Canada when they went to Canada. Then the second week was when they were in Maui for the Maui Invitational, you know. And in between these games, these guys are going scuba diving and doing all these experiences. And then they went to New York City to play at the Madison Square Garden and – when they're in the Philly and the Spectre, you know, it's just like this crazy stuff. And I'm thinking like, man, if I'm a 17 year old kid, I'm thinking about where I'm going to go play basketball. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, this is probably where I'm going to go because like just watching them and all the stuff they get to do. And you're just like, well, this is, this is it. I mean, this is probably what, I mean, it's just crazy. But uh, most of the major programs probably do that. They just don't, don't promote it as well. You know what I mean? It's like, I just saw Michigan state's first video. this Cause I, I scan stuff because I enjoy them. And it wasn't even done by Michigan State. It was done by the Big Ten Network. And I'm like, but with that being said. Well, Duke did have a show on ESPN Plus. So that yeah. really helped with some things. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt it. Like the whole thing. You know, like this, really what it is, is I, what I believe is that this YouTube channel is a senior level class of kids that you're going to follow the basketball team around. You're going to make this. You're going to be able to put it on your resume and we're going to get you graduate. And they don't have to pay for it because it's it's a school project, stuff like which you're familiar with. And it helps the kids out because they're getting real-time, you know, it's experience experience for them. And then it's helping, obviously, Duke School, the basketball program. So it does a whole bunch of different things. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's enough. Let's put it back. Because we can talk about basketball all day. Well, I guess we could still talk about the Final Four. It's a <clears throat> wacky Final Four. Much. It's an island of misfit toys. It is. So anybody can win it. But I bet if you went through it, it's exactly what you called. I bet if you really go through it, I bet it's a lot of juniors and seniors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, and that's not a surprise, really, when you think about it. No. So who are you pulling for? I had Virginia in the title game against Michigan, and since 
Michigan's not in it anymore. I guess I'll go with Virginia. I know it's not your. I hate. Yeah, I hate Virginia, but I mean, I respect your whatever. Um, I mean, is Michigan State playing Auburn? They play Texas. Good. So I really want Auburn in the final game because Charles Barkley has been absolutely amazing. That would that would be awesome. Yeah. So I mean, I I need I need at least one more Auburn win because I, I think Chuck's from almost going down on his skivvies if they at least win go you know go to the title game. Might go full nature. And he, yeah, he if they win, I don't know what's going to happen. So um, it would be on national TV too. I, I really like Michigan State. I mean, I, I don't like him as much as Michigan, but a Michigan State Auburn final would be really cool. <coughs> uh, I think Michigan State's going to struggle with Texas Tech too, because um, that defense. I heard that they're calling it the best modern day defense ever. I don't know if that's true or not, but based on stats, it is. Yeah. Well, they're able to do some things that no one else in the nation is able to do, and their four through two are, are positionless. So they can do this weird thing where they can match up the power forward on a guard to the two guard, and they're so long and they're fast, and they're able to do things that no one else really can do. And, of course, their centers kind of not really a center, and they're – Point guards are really not a point guard. It's like positional basketball, the whole team of positional basketball. So it's uh, I don't know how well it works on the offensive end sometimes, but on the defensive end, it's just amazing. Because yeah, when you screen and switch, they don't care. They can switch to screen because their center is just as apt at guarding the, you know. When I saw Winston matched up on Bolden, I just like panicked every time. I just went around and grabbed an inhaler because I was just like, oh my God, this is terrible. Get, get him away from him. Whereas these guys are just like, oh, well, that's not a bad switch. Go ahead, just stay yeah. on them. So, there should be two good games Saturday, and then I think the final will be all right on Monday. So, yeah, so it's good basketball. All right, let's move on to the next topic, which I don't know what it is. Anything? Well, I can talk. Say so, um, really fast. Today was the official end of uh, Allison as you know, I had run. So uh, two years, kind of bittersweet, as I said, in Facebook. I mean, there's some relief into it, obviously, because, you know, there's a lot of responsibility. At least we took it seriously. Whether whether we – did we take it probably more seriously? We had to. We probably did. But If you wanted to have, you wouldn't have raised the shitload of money like you did. Well, I mean, I appreciate that. We always said that, you know, and you can appreciate this because, you know, I mean, like some of the people they've had as chairs – they have a lot of money yeah. and they could just write a check and, you know, maybe I don't have to do as much. But and when they asked us, I told them, like, you do know we're broke. Like, we, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like I have two kids in college and like working on my master's and, you know, all this is going on. Like this, you know, I am not rich. So if you think you're going to get all this money from me, you're wrong. I go, but what we would do is we would work harder than anyone would ever ask. So that's what you get. So yes, you guys did a great job. Yeah. And uh, your asses off. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. They will. They have a really neat opportunity with a new executive director to kind of have a blank slate. They can make it whatever they want to be. It's that's exciting. So, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Anything else new? Uh, I don't see anything new? I guess we can talk about Tom Brady and his retiring joke tweet. Finally joined Twitter. So. Yeah, he was uh, super savage. With the April Fools making it sound like Rock was going to return. Well played. 
He he literally had people going for a while today. Well, like, I wouldn't doubt it. Like till two o'clock, and then finally someone let the cat out of the bag. Like you do know, it's just April Fools. Like especially in the early morning hours when he did it, people were. I just Twitter was just filled with it. Like oh my god, Gronk's coming back. And his, it doesn't help that his agent doesn't believe Gronk's retired either. No, no, nobody believes he's retired. Yeah, and I don't really, think Gronk really believes he's retired. You know, I watched a YouTube video of him earlier. Um, today when I got home from work and it was on the interrupted and I talked about his financial situation and he just said he was like for uh, a Super Bowl party his friend lent him a chain he's like it's the first time I've ever had that around my neck and he was it was so cool I really liked it so I bought he was I bought one and then, then Maverick's like you know he goes and then he goes well you probably don't think it's a big deal but you have to understand he goes this is the first frivolous purchase I've ever made in my entire life he goes, I'm still driving around the Hummer I had in college. And he was going on, he goes, wow. I still, like we said. Why do you have a Hummer in college? Yeah, but you're right. <laughs> but, you know, well, his dad's very successful. That's what the first thing he taught. And that's what is unfortunate or, or fortunate for him is that when you have a parents that are rich, you know, you don't have to worry about taking care of your parents, all the things that so many other athletes do. He's just able to, you know. Good for him for taking care of his money. Yeah. And that's what he was saying. He was talking about he's got so many investments and so much money, it's almost like an embarrassment of riches for him. Like, it's really kind of cool. But, and you want to think that because he plays such a dumb, dorky, big guy, like, you know, and, um, watch me spike the ball, uh, you know, like, but to actually think that there's that side of him, it's kind of crazy. It is. Just two sides of everybody, I guess. All right. I guess we'll move on to trivia question. And last week's question is What local exhibit made it into the 1979 Guinness Book of World Records? Any guesses? 1979. Very long time ago. Was what type of venue? What does it say? Just Was it the Kibasa? Yes. Fill in the wiki's 8,773 foot long sausage won the 1979 Guinness Book of World Records award for longest for world's longest sausage. It's like three weeks in a row for me. At the That's age awesome. of 20 years old, Phil, with the help of friends, created the sausage at the 1977 Roger City Nautical Festival. So yes. the only reason I thought of that is when you go into the wiki's <clears throat> and you look at their pamphlet, they talk about. And that's the only place in town where I ever heard, like, you know, like Guinness's book of record just sticks out to me in the Ramen area. How did they make it that long? They must have tied them together. They had to. There's not a pig with that much intestine, period. No. Yeah, they had. They must have tied them. But 1977. Oh, yeah, they were hand cranking her. I was watching. Hey, so we might do a segment. Let's start a new segment. So, very cavalry. I was watching the uh, Jay show. Why don't we read this these questions? Okay, do the question, then I'll tell you about what Jay Cutler did this week. All right. This week's question is, what is a full cult pendulum, and where can you find one? Oh, man, I know that one. Sort of a layup question. It is the layup of the week. John Zawacki would have from last week would have gotten this one. And if he wouldn't have, I would have been really disappointed in him. And if you've listened to past episodes, it's probably come up in one of our guests. Surprisingly, right. on my uh, Alpina video, it made I actually time lapsed it, and it didn't make the it fell on the cutting room floor. It is what it is. I mean, 
You would have put it over water. You need more water in your video. We're not going to talk about this. Thank you. Anyway, so um, Jay was making his own sausage this week. <laughs> and do you even know anything about making sausage? I worked at Purchase in College. Okay, so, so I will start do you finish. know about hand cranks? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm watching them grind the sausage, right? And they have the sausage stuffer. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, if they let go of that handle, I don't know. you do anything about a sausage stuffer? No. Okay, so when you crank this seven gun down and you're cranking it, what it does is it wants to swing back at you. And the whole time I'm waiting for I'm waiting for them to let that thing go and just crack them right in the skull. It never happened. I really wanted it. But um, just the, the whole thing, I just couldn't. I was fixated on the whole time. I was just watching your crank. I was like, oh, somebody's going to get it right in the skull. Here it is. <laughs> all these first world rich people all just messing with this hand crank stuffer and they don't know that thing's going to appeal that's my sick twisted humor but those of you know who know anything about stuffing sausage yep. know that that is something you have to watch out for <laughs> that thing will tag you and have no mercy in it whatsoever so. I try to remember that if I ever make sausage I kind of am thinking about maybe this fall getting like a stuffer and a smoker you can borrow mine. I have a stuffer. I make venison sausage. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's called a hand crank? No, not a hand crank. Oh, geez. Mine, I got a little, yeah, it's like an electric one. You has the cones that you put on the end of it. Oh, okay. All right. That's it cool. Works, it works pretty good. Nice. I uh, I know. Like I said, like you, I do have background in breaking down and stuff. And people ask me all the time, do I hunt? And I never hunt because I always, it was always time for me to make money, you right. know, breaking down deer. They're all big chickens once you know what you're doing. So, uh, yeah, that was it. Well, let's take a break. We'll be back and we'll grind you all the talking for a while. All right. Well, Ryan, why don't you tell our listeners? I did a good job there. You did. Okay. Um, a little bit about yourself. Like where you're from. All right. Yeah, well, I was uh, born in Alpena, so I'm definitely a native. I uh, went to Alpena High School. And later to ACC, um, went through all the ACC, started out in the drafting program, um, ended up taking electrical classes and lineman classes, ended up really liking the electrical. Um, so I got a associate degree in electrical from, from ACC, um, started with a contractor here in Alpena for a couple of years, four, five, six, seven years maybe, and uh, went on to get my master electrician license from there. And... Uh, started Omega Electric basically, I think it was 2006, um, just decided I was, uh, I got up to a point where I got my master's license and I felt like I was kind of done and I wasn't quite happy with that yet. I was only about 23, 24 years old maybe. And uh, not that I disliked where I was at the time either. You know, I just had good employers and uh, just felt like I that was it. You know, mm -hmm. I kind of hit this spot where uh, I felt there was so much more to learn. And I was pretty much just going to be riding the bike from there. You know, mm -hmm. I just wasn't, wasn't happy with that. I made good money, you know, everywhere that I was. Yeah. Um, there's just something more I wanted. So, you know, I, once I started looking into it, it was terrifying. And uh, to think, you know, we just had our second child, I think. So I think Alec was maybe not even a year old. So I remember coming home and telling my wife, like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to do this. And uh, she had like this look on her face. She said, I really hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, because we did, we had two young kids, one was maybe yeah. two years old, one years old. And it's like, I said, uh, you know, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, but I just had this thing. It's like, you know, I've always been a troublemaker anyway. So it's like, it didn't bother me much. It's like, I'll just work hard. You yeah. know, I, I knew I could uh, 
you know, that, that trumps a lot of things. If you just work hard, I mean, you don't have to be the smartest guy or, you know, do the best. Yeah. School. It doesn't really matter. You know, willing to put in the work, you can, you can overcome some of that. So I was confident in that, that I'd definitely work hard. Um, so it started out that, you know, my first winter was, was pretty slow. Um, but I have a huge family. You know, my mother was one of 10. My wife's father is one of 10. So our local family is just, it's huge. Okay. We have, I think over 300 family members at our wedding. Wow. Just family. I wasn't counting friends. We have, we have a huge family. Um, so once they found out I was kind of out and about, they, uh, you know, they tracked me down. They had stuff for me to do. It kept me really busy the first, you know, first year or so. And then, uh, you know, people started to catch on that I was out there. So it kind of the first summer came along and I had like three new homes to do by myself. And I was thinking, there's no way that I can do this myself. Um, so kind of in kind of that transition, um, ACC hired me to be an instructor. You know, once I got my master's too. So that was kind of going on at the same time. Um, so I started teaching a couple of classes there. Um, so kind of that happened at the same time as I had these houses to do. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to recruit my best students from ACC <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to get some help. Yeah. So, uh, you know, none of these guys are my friends. I know it was something that I brought up to my kids, you know, about, you know, being treated unfairly or, you know, people taking preference on hiring people because they're friends. I said, everybody that works for me, we weren't friends before this. Yeah. So that they were top of their class. They earned their spot. We're friends now. Yeah. But we weren't before, you know, everybody earned their place in my company, you know? So I kind of thought of that and I started taking these guys and I got maybe two that first year. One was a woman electrician, actually one of the very few that I ever knew around here. Mm -hmm. She was a top graduate and she earned her spot. And uh, so we started running with three people and then it just kept multiplying, you know? So now we have like 18 people and we can still use more. <laughs> um, so it just kind of keeps going on from there. Um, but yeah, the community has been great to us. You know, once it caught on, you know, a lot of the local businesses, um, we try to support as much as we can too, but uh, the community has been really good to me. You know, the local government, pretty much everyone has been, has been good yeah. to me. You don't just do electrician work. Correct. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah we're electrical contractors. Um, we're also a sign company that's, you know, almost split right down the middle, um, probably for sales and people. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. We're about right down the middle for that too, but the, the sign company travels the entire state of Michigan. Um, we're all over doing that. The electrical, we try to stay probably from Bay City to Gaylord, and we get up into the Sioux. So we just can't really be competitive if we travel much further. Yeah. Um, but we do have a couple of jobs this year. We have a marina in Harrisville and one in Grand Marais. So Grand Marais, I think that's about five hours north. Mm -hmm. So we are going up there to do a, a marina. Um, so every once in a while, we'll, we'll get scattered out doing some, uh, some obscure electrical stuff, maybe in some strange areas up in the UP where there's not a lot of you know, bigger skilled companies, I guess, will uh, every once in a while bid something and get it up there. Um, but we also do, uh, we build awnings at our shop custom and we do all the welding, all the stitching. Wow. <clears throat> kind of a strange thing. Um, but that was a company that we have absorbed, I think in about 2007 or eight. Um, it was a local company for years and the guy was kind of trying to kind of get out of the business owning and just do the work. Um, and he still works at our shop. He's in his seventies and uh, <laughs> still, still works there. So just kind of absorbed that and uh, took off with it. And uh, we bought another electrical company, I think in what have been 2007, 2008. Um, we bought Arc Electric. Okay. <clears throat> company out of Hubbard Lake. Um, guy that I went to school with was moving out west. So I uh, purchased what was the remnants of his company. And he had one journeyman that worked for him that still works for us. Okay. Um, so I kind of absorbed these kind of small companies at first and uh, kind of took their employees with me. And then just kept rolling with it. Yeah. And a lot of them were likewise just like that. They were really good at what they did. Not so much the business that they could care less if they did, ever did that again. They just wanted to do the work, which which I understand. I would rather do that too <laughs> most, most days. <coughs> I 
Um, but it's been really good. You know, the just having good people. That was part of our probably biggest, biggest success, I guess. Yeah. Um, as a person watching you, I know you do a, <clears throat> a really nice job of taking care of your employees. Uh, I've, just, I've bartended at a Christmas party of you a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, just, I've seen uh, firsthand just, uh, it's a, it seems like a very family oriented atmosphere. You keep your employees close. And uh, I know I just really always admired everything that uh, you and your wife do. Thanks. Yeah, we do. And it's funny. We always joke because we have, you know, now my kids work there. So we have employees from 16 years old to 70. So it's this big range of ages and we all kind of do like all of us usually don't all get together, maybe mm -hmm. just the Christmas party, but we all kind of have these things that we do. Um, you know, some of us really are, are gun nuts and you know, we go into a lot of shootings. We have a, you know, a couple of our guys are army vets. So, and they're young. So we'll go do like a couple of three gun matches, you know, pistol, rifle, shotgun. Yeah. I love that stuff. So yeah. we'll go do that. You know, a couple of my guys love to hunt. We'll hunt together. Um, fishing, you know, me and Mark fish together. You know, it's just, we all kind of have our things. Um, the old guy, Jim, you know, he's a keyboard player, plays, uh, you know, keyboard, pianos, saxophone. And we used to get together at the college and we'd actually play guitar. I play bass. Yeah. So we'd invite them there after class and we'd have like a jam session and, you know, sing and, you know, just have a good time together. And uh, it's kind of neat how we all kind of do, you know, different things together. Um, even my kids play, you know, some online games with some of the younger guys that work at my company. But it's like, and we're still friends. Yeah. It's kind of a neat, neat dynamic that we can, uh, that we can all do something differently. And it's neat for my kids to see, I think, yeah. you know, that once we have some common goal in common, you know, like we all work at the same place. We do a similar thing. It doesn't matter if you're 16 and he's 70, we can yeah. still be friends. Yeah. So it's kind of, and it's kind of neat how he sees the dynamic of how I talk to somebody that's 16 or 17 and how I talk to somebody that's 70. Yeah. Completely different. Mm -hmm. Right. I can have a problem with somebody younger and I can say, Hey, pull your head out of your ass. Yeah. I can't go up to somebody like in their sixties and 70. I can't go up to them with that same approach. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll be offended. Yeah. Younger guys won't. You know, yeah. That's how we talk. Yeah. Um, but those guys are from a different era. So I have to approach it differently. Think it through a little better, you know, how I'm going to approach what I didn't like about it. I have to do it in a really respectful way and make sure that I'm not offending the guy, but I still need it to be fixed. So, yeah. and then I like, I like the younger guys to see how that's, how that's done. Yeah. I know, uh, I volunteer, Brian and I both did, um, the Sunrise uh, Suds Beer Festival. Oh, yeah. And I know uh, Phil Davey, who is the uh, distributor, merchandiser, marketer for Sheboygan Brewing. And anytime he's in the area, I always try to get paired up with him because he's a great guy. And he was telling me, you know, my favorite thing to do with you is he goes, when I come to Alpita, so many people know you, but you talk differently to the people how I can tell which ones are you like chummy with because you're like hey you son of a bitch you know blah 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 but I can tell when you meet someone that you really respect because it's like hello Mr. Smith how are you today you know he, right. he was and it's just an absolutely a hoot he was but you know that he goes it works though you know he goes they all like you and you they all respect you and but it's just I, I can relate to that 100 percent yeah it's neat and then that's some of the friction that we see sometimes. We get some of the newer, younger guys, and they're used to that, yeah. you know, that age group that they hang out with. And then they work with some of the guys that are, you know, later 40s. You know, they're, you know, obviously a little more mature than that. You know, and they might say something, you know, and they'll butt heads a little bit. Yeah. And they come to me like, geez, what's this problem? It's like, well, talk to him like you're talking to your father. Yeah. You know, don't say anything to him that you wouldn't say to your uncle. You know, if he's, they start thinking about it like that, and it kind of changes that dynamic a little. You know, it's like me and you can joke. It's no problem. Yeah. You don't know this guy. You know, you're he's looking at you like one of his children and he wouldn't let them talk to him like that. So it's kind of neat. It's neat to see it play out. Yeah. Um, 
you're, I know, like you, you touched on, you're an instructor at the college. Yes. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I, I love, I love it. My wife always, uh, you know, makes fun of me because it's, uh, I do two classes a semester and it's from five o'clock to nine o'clock. It's a four hour block. So I do, uh, four different classes. I do two a semester. So I do the national electric code application, um, which is obviously our Michigan national electric code or the national code. So, uh, mainly helping the electricians study for their journeyman or masters. Uh, it's a 16 week course. And I do an ACDC fundamentals, which is like an electrical theory and math and electrical studies for trade, which is kind of the very first class everyone takes. It goes right through batteries and all the math we're going to use pretty much, you know, a really good generalization of electricity, kind of like ninth grade science kind of thing, but all just math and electricity. Um, and then I do a, a commercial and industrial wiring application. So that's more of, you know, learning how to bend pipe and learning how to size things correctly, um, you know, starting to train the apprentices. Um, so I think I've been there 13 years now, 12, 12 years, 12, 13 years, somewhere in there, uh, teaching those two classes or four different classes every semester. So it's a, uh, it's a grind sometimes, especially when the semester first starts. Yeah. Um, that's tough. But once I sink into it, I tell my classes all the time. I enjoy it so much. Yeah. Um, Todd Early is uh, kind of my boss there. I was his apprentice when I was going through my <laughs> apprenticeship. Yeah. So he's awesome. One of the brightest guys that I've ever met yeah. in the field. So I was uh, kind of blessed to be trained by him. And now I work under him at the college. And he told me when I first started, he said, you know, you're going to learn that the highest form of learning is teaching what you know. And I didn't really catch on to it. About five years into it, I noticed some of the harder concepts that I was teaching were starting to get easier to get across. And it's not that the kids were any smarter or not from the other classes. I just started to think that I'm actually getting better yeah. at, at teaching these hard concepts to these people. And that's when I really started to enjoy it. Yeah. Like, and it's partly because you comprehended it even just that little bit better. Or just in a different way. Yeah. You know, I was like, I get it. But being able to explain it to someone else, something that you can't see or touch, yeah. is hard. Oh, I can imagine. So, and numbers show it, but it's not anything that, you know, to get people to understand this, some of the concepts. But So I really started to enjoy it even more. We are really lucky, at least in my opinion, that that Lionman program. Oh, it's amazing! Has really, just at least from what I've heard, it's just really been uh, amazing for not only the college but even our community. Oh, it's amazing! It, it brings. I mean, I'll have I can tell you from kids I wait on, like the boys will come in and they'll, you know, right around now is about the time I'll get a kid that's like, yeah, I'm looking for like a. $20,000 truck. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm about to graduate and I'm about to head on out for a job. And he goes, I, I need a decent truck for the next four years of my life. And it's amazing how many of them, like it's when I look at the drive, Roscommon or Brimley or Get just learn from the thumb area. Yeah. Um, and some of them have went to other technical colleges and they said, ours is one of the best for this program. You know, a lot of our instructors for this whole program, rather be electrical apprentice that I do or uh, the lineman utility, most of these guys were, were there. You have to be a master in your trade. So none of us actually are instructors by trade. And we start being masters in our trade. So that's where the difference you see, like we can give examples for almost everything that you can see in the book. We can tell you exactly how we did it. Um, so it's not just, you know, teaching out of the book. We actually have real, in me, everyday experience. Yeah, real world applications. Yeah. And it's really neat too, because they can, uh, I've been stumped before. You know, sometimes somebody will ask you a question. It's like, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. Nobody's ever asked me that, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> and I will, you know, so it's like, okay, so now I'm learning alongside them. I've had some of the students, especially the early college is an amazing thing. We're getting now kids that are 17 years old from Alpena high coming through the program and they're really good at math, you know, the young guys. And I've had them actually, you know, do math in a different way. Yeah. These problems that we've been doing the same for 20 years, you know, they'll throw some other equation in there and maybe simpler. 
and it's pretty neat to see that I'm learning alongside, you know, as I'm teaching, I'm learning other little tricks to, you know, to do it differently as well. But yeah, I enjoy it. My wife's just like, you know, don't you have enough to do? You know, it's five to nine. It's, it's a lot. I have to prepare. But I've been there so long, you know, they change the code. I have to study a little, but I really don't have a lot of prep time anymore for labs. I do. But other than that, I really don't have to read out of the book. I know exactly what I can just look at the heading of the chapter and I can talk for four hours about it um, and can get across what I need to. But uh, yeah, once the grind's gone at the beginning of the semester, and I kind of get settled in. It's like I get like this warm feeling when I go there. You know, it's it's not like you would think of grade school. Yeah. You know, it's adults. They're excited to see you. They're excited to learn. They're, they're paying to be there. It's a whole different atmosphere that, you know, I would be terrified to talk in front of a group of people about something I didn't know. Yeah. So that was like something that I enjoy, you know, once I get in there and people start to get concepts to it. It's an amazing thing. I don't really know how to explain it. I never thought the, if you knew me in school, you definitely nobody would have thought I was going to be an instructor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. I was going to save it for the next segment, but we, we can segue into it. I don't know how long it'll take. If we have to take a break, we will, but um, I don't know, 15 minutes. I know. That's what I was like. I kind of saw that. I I, th- I see a big uh, push lately about trades versus, you yes. know, like don't let, you know, and I don't, for, I feel always um, conflicted by a lot of it because I've never, I've really never ever met anyone that says, oh, you're going to trade school. That's not a good idea. I, anyone, whether it's been piping or welding or, you know, any of this stuff, I always thought it was amazing. Like, and most people I hung around with, it's like, man, you're going to make good money. I don't know why, where the shaming for, or lack of better term came from, but um, I definitely know that there seems to be a, a lately a lot of push toward trade. Yeah, you're right. And it's funny that you mentioned it like that too, about the shaming. And I don't know if it's just like a social media thing. I've never had anybody come right out and say, you know, you're going to be a plumbery loser. You know, I don't know if I've ever, but you see that a lot on like Facebook and stuff. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's really everybody's, especially around Michigan. I don't think that that's really a look down upon thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's kind of something they're trying to foster just because we are so far behind with employers. You know, nobody could find employees to do this. Um, and I think maybe some of the negativity comes like, of course, a lot of people have for years said, you know, go from Alpena and go to Grand Rapids and go to college and don't come back. Yeah. You know, and you know, I've talked about this a hundred times. Like when is everybody going to be tired of, having their kids move away and not come home. Mm-hmm. And besides that, a lot of them are brightest kids that come out of school here. Why don't, why do we tell them not to come back? Yeah. We need them here. Yes. You know, if the town's going to grow, we, we need those kids to go ahead and go to college and come back. Yeah. You know, I told both of my boys, like go be a dentist and come back. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, you're going to do just as well. I think that's why like this upcoming um, with the school thing here, the, proposal like investing in our schools um when the hospital merged with michigan was important because these are the things that people look at when they're considering about you know when you're 26 years old and, and you have a fiance and you're thinking about setting roots down in an area you want to make sure there's adequate health care you want to make sure there's good certainly. schools and, and you know one thing that we have an abundance of is quality of life we have certainly you know Great outdoors. You can hunt. You can fish. You can run water. I mean, there's not many places. And you get four seasons, so you can see. Right. You can, I mean, there's just not many places in the in the world, let alone the United States, that have what we have to offer. But at the same time, we have to make sure that the other things, the you know, shopping used to be a big thing I heard about, but I don't really don't. The way shopping's cha- shopping's changed a lot, unfortunately. Whether for the good or the bad, I don't know. But right, um, I agree. Yeah, and we could, that's a whole different debate. But um, but hospitals, like I said, 
you know, healthcare, being able to get adequate health, being able to get what you need to be done, not drive two and a half hours for it, which we still have with some of our veterans, right? I mean, with sure. well, if you have something done with the VA, you can try to drive to Saginaw. So right. um, these are things that I think about, you know. Yeah, and anymore, even even our trade. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a state law that you have to be attending college to be an electrical apprentice. So, you know, right when we decide to hire, say you, mm-hmm. we have 30 days to get you an apprentice card, okay. so, which means filing your name with the state. And in order to do that, the college has to sign this. Yes, you're attending ACC, which is an approved training program recognized by the state. We tailor the program to, to meet their guidelines. So you have to be attending at least one class to even be legal to be an apprentice. So I can't just take my nephew and have him work with me in the field. It's illegal. Wow. So they have to be attending. And it's a safety thing. You know, they want to make sure that we're training electricians. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense. So a lot of people don't realize, like, the, uh, you know, when they see a rate of a plumber and electrician, they don't realize that we you know, went to a minimum an associate degree. And then I apprenticed for another four for a journey and then another two to be a master's. I've got eight years wrapped up to have the license I have. A lot of people don't get to see that. It's like eight years as a doctor. Yeah. Right. But not everybody would look. And that's kind of falls into what you mentioned is it kind of does fall into that, like look down upon a little, it's like, you know, am I lesser because I work harder sometimes, you know, I don't know if that, you know, you work more with your hands. So it's not quite as, you know, quite as, uh, intense schooling i guess is maybe what it would come to and it's not for everyone it's really not yeah you know, being a doctor I, I couldn't operate on anyone you know it's not really me right but you know some people we obviously need them too yeah so i don't think either either one can be looked down upon but i think you're right though that's kind of like lately i think there's kind of pushed the trade so much that some people are you know offensive on it i guess yeah you know and really pushing it like that maybe putting it out there like hey you know i'm a tradesman i'm not a dirtbag yeah you know so a lot of people are doing that, but I don't think really too many actually look down upon it. You know, when something happens, they need us. Yeah, 100%. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and discuss some more things. All right, now we're going to move on to our top five, and this week it is the top five races we have run. So running races, not bike races or anything. So why don't you give a little feedback? Or a little background, I should say. Well, I guess we're all runners, so I kind of am. You are. I'm in better shape than I was. I can tell you that much. You were before, and you yeah. still are. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm the heart of a runner, really. Which I guess once a runner, always a runner. Yeah, sure. Like that. So, all right. Anyway, these are the five races we've run and we liked the most, I guess. And my number five was the inspiration for my costume run, so Lisa's run. Oh. No longer done anymore, but right. I ran it for two or three years. I think it was two because the third year I had a little accident with my Achilles. I couldn't run it, but my 5K course is the same course as Lisa's run, and that was my inspiration for it. Yeah, um, yeah it was a good race. Yes. And you had better weather, too. <laughs> the... Um, First 5K Alex and I ever ran was their first run. It was back when it was held at the stadium. <coughs> it was it actually held too. at the stadium, and yeah, you cool. uh, crossed on the football field. Or you started the soccer yeah, field. Soccer field, soccer yeah. Field, yeah. You actually didn't. Um, it's, uh, the very first picture of Alex and I together is at that race. Yeah, she saying. is absolutely miserable. Well, my favorite thing about that picture is I have it uploaded on the cloud, and it shows you where technology has come from. That photo is like two megapixels. Or so when you upload it and you put put it on a computer screen, it's seriously like one inch by one inch. And you, when you zoom it up, when you zoom up, it like pixelates and it's just like a terrible picture. But 
at the time it was like, oh my gosh, or like four megapixels. But now, you know, you have these 24 megapixel pictures oh, yeah. and they're just huge, but it's just funny. So that stadium race was funny. So that was the first race I had my boys run. Okay. They're, they're pretty young. Yeah. So I'm, I'm booking. I was in pretty good shape then. I'm trying to run like 22 minutes maybe. Yeah. And I get to the stadium. It's like homecoming too, right? Yeah. So you do a lap around yes. you know, the track and I get into there and my kids are half the track ahead of me. They're like five, seven years old. They're half of that track ahead of me. I'm like, there is no way. So instead of like cutting the railing, going through the cemetery, they hit the track right away. So it showed them that it was in the paper. They had like a 17 minute 5k and they were seven years old. And all they were doing was badgering me that they beat dad. They're like, yeah. we beat you so bad. I'm like, no, you cheated. You cheated. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, they had the, uh, the kids race there. It was a hundred yard dash down the football field, I remember. And um, I remember Gabe ran it. And I remember Alice is still on the one end of the field, and I still think that I cheered for Gabe. And I mean, we're talking, you know, Gabe was young at that oh. time. So it's, uh, yeah, what a great that was a cool fifth race. race. Hmm. There's also, yeah, that was a good race. First one I did was Zachary. Oh, well, that's awesome. It's got a special place in my heart. Yeah, a lot of, well, hey, it's still the background of my telephone. Nice. Also, after the race. That's awesome. He is so little now. That's awesome. So uh, my number five, what was, I'm going to tell you it's going to be my marathon because I feel like I need to make it at some <laughs> point, but it's the worst decision ever made in my entire life. So I was miserable through the last hour of it because I hit the wall and it took me an hour to run four miles. So This being Detroit? Uh, Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. Which, if you ever get a chance to run a marathon, Grand Rapids is amazing. I would think Detroit is just as good. Because uh, I'm sure we're going to get to Detroit on all our list here in a minute. But um, no? It's okay. On, it's on mine. Yeah. Well, I, it's on mine. And I do, probably guess it'll be all right. That's great because you're still bitter about us being profiled there. A little bit. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so uh, it didn't even cross my mind. But yeah. Anyway, so, um, you know, Greater Rapids is such a weird area where you can be in the, the heart of the city and then you hit five, ten minutes outside and all of a sudden you're like, kind of in country in parts and it was like a weird park and oh man I, I just there's nothing worse than in the wall i don't ever want to do that again if i ever ran another marathon i would train out to 30 miles so that way i would never just have what happened that was the most miserable experience of my life so i was grouchy and mean to people and swearing and <laughs> i had to look terrible and anyways it is what it is. yeah Number five for you, Ryan. My number five is actually Detroit. Um, so I've done, I think, five half marathons in Detroit. This year, I'm actually doing the full. Nice. So I will find out the misery that you speak of. Oh, um, You'll be fine. Uh, you know, and last year, I was going to do the half, and I ended up running around Hubbard Lake. So I did a 26-miler with a bunch of guys around there. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. I yeah. can't believe I did it. I'd never run that far. They're a little slower. You know, yeah. it's like a 10-minute mile, but it was still, uh, you know, it's getting fatigued. Yeah. You know, my muscles were getting tired, but I was still like, okay, I could have yeah. went further. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just uh, signing up. I hurt myself before this year playing basketball um, a week before Detroit. Oh, so I, I was probably in the best shape ever running. You know, I, was, I ran 26. And Ella Ferris half I did and, uh, you know, did really well there. So I was ready to go mm -hmm. and uh, did a spin move and I'm old. So I uh, <laughs> hurt my back and I was out for about a month. Couldn't do anything. So oh. so I canceled. And luckily they uh, they let me transfer my registration to next year or this year. So then I signed up for the full instead. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's my number five. It's a, it's a great run. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about it? So Detroit was probably going to be my like number two, 
So we could talk about it really quick. Have you, you, you were in Detroit, right? Yeah. One yeah. One. So the best thing about Detroit is you run over to Canada, right? Yes. And going over the bridge is probably one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then the sun coming up. Right at mile three. Yeah. And it's just something, you're right. It's something about when the, if, if the weather's good and the sun's coming up over the bridge and um, as long as there's not too many people stopping taking pictures because you right. just want to push them out of your way. But um and then you get over to Canada, and it just kind of it's nice and flat. It's a great flat yeah, race. Really flat. Very friendly people. Very friendly yeah. people. Bands in the front yards of Canada. It's, yeah, it's really cool. And then you go through the tunnel, which is kind of a really weird experience because much like the bridge, it's the opposite of the bridge. Right, so the bridge you're running up for a half mile, and then you're running down for a half mile because it's a bridge. The tunnel is the opposite, right? So yeah, you you're running down. down for a half mile, and then you run up for him. And it was just weird. The um, Kind of feel like you're under the river, oh, yeah. and it's just it's like, sti- a, and it stinks. Yeah, it stinks, and I mean, it stinks anyways. But then you have a whole bunch of awesome. runners in there. And it's just, Two years ago, it was like 75 degrees outside, oh. so everybody was in there. There had to be a million dollars of Under Armour piled up on the sides of the walls for people throwing their gloves and their hats and their sweatshirts, just anything you could think of, just piles of it. And uh, we had asked one of the organizers, like, what they do with that stuff. He said they Goodwill comes and picks it all up. And they fill vans full, like people just shed it. It was so hot in there. Yeah, I remember I threw a hat in Canada because I get when it was cold and I got over the bridge and then right before I hit that tunnel, I was like, man, I'm really warm and I tossed my hat. So yeah, they said just to bring like some jersey gloves and some junk and yeah. just throw it. But it's a neat race, it's really scenic. Actually, they denied me to Canada last year, so really? we had to drive all the way to the Sioux to meet the border patrol. And I don't know, just could have somebody with the same name or something that denied me access and said I had to meet at a border station. So all of that, and I still didn't get to run it. But I went there, they checked me on the computer, said, no, you're fine. So I drove all the way to Sioux, Canada, um, just for that, and ended up not running the race anyway. Well, that's interesting you brought that up, because now we'll talk about our profiling. So we're, it's race, it's the day before the race. Yes, we're going to pack up pickup. We're going to pack up pickup. Not a big deal. Brad and I both have enhanced licenses, so we can go back and forth to Canada. And we get in like, hey, you need to go over there and they need to verify your, just, you need to be double verified. No big deal. And I didn't think anything because, you know, whatever. I'm sure they randomly select a select amount of runners. So, you know, why wouldn't you? You would think that's what it was. You would think that's what it was. But then we were sitting there in the line. And all of a sudden we noticed there was a disturbing trend of the people that were pulled. Oh, no. <laughs> I was the only white person in the line. First of, all, yeah. First of all, Brad was the only white person in the line. And the only reason we know Brad was pulled was because of his last name. Was that was because I was born in Germany. And he was born in Germany. Yeah, so Brad's last name is Metz. He was born in Germany. But it was really kind of crazy to sit there and just be like, oh, man, why? this kind of sucks that we're here. And then it dawned on us. I mean, it really was kind of, I don't want to say it was offensive, but it was just kind of like this weird, like, to see that. Right. Everybody in the line was a minority, and it just didn't sit well. Like, and no. you just, but yeah, I think it was because everybody that was in line was born in a foreign country. They're just interesting. That's my theory. So you were running, or this was? No, this was Detroit. So this is the day before Detroit. Okay, so you were yeah. actually running, and they pulled you out. This was no, yeah, this was before we went to go get our numbers and our packets. They gotcha. wanted to verify our IDs. And, yeah, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> no. My so story from Detroit was coming out of the tunnel. They had a banner up saying "Welcome to the USA or America or whatever." People are jumping up and high fiving it. 
this one guy went up and high-fived it, but he came down and slipped and fell on his ass. <laughs> I hope he's all right, but it just made me laugh. Right. Yeah, that hot year, I remember we were going, uh, we had about five miles left, so we're right down like Mexican town. Mm-hmm. And it was really hot. And there was a girl next to me running, and I just remember her arms flopping, and she just hit the dirt. Like, completely just, oh. A couple people picked her up, drug her aside, and I'm like, holy crap, you know? It's like, I'm getting tired. Am I going to do that? Yeah. So we get down, we're like right in the kind of the residential area, and I seen a guy go right from the center of the road, across the lane, up onto the sidewalk, and crashed right through like a white picket fence. Completely smashed right through. Like, he was just running on autopilot, just yeah. smashed right through the fence. And I'm like, yeah. that was two people in like 15 minutes. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Endurance running is really crazy because your body, you're, you can will your body to do things that it doesn't want to do. Right. Right. I mean, you're comfortable with the pain of the running and your body kind of shuts off, but your mind still just makes your legs go. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's pretty amazing. I read a story and I can't remember. It's going to kill me. I can't remember who it was about, but it was about, about a fellow that was trying to get into the Olympics and just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And as he said, there was just something like he was, you know, tried over and over, couldn't get in. And so he started to like study, like, why was he slowing down? Like, what was making his body slow down? Mm-hmm. So he said it was like this mind game. He was playing with himself this whole time. Like, you know, why? So he's starting to figure it all out that, you know, your body only goes to a point. Your brain says, all right, stupid, that's enough. Mm-hmm. You need enough energy to go hunt that deer so you survive. We yeah. said it really nowadays isn't valid. Yeah. You, know, you don't need that reserve. So he started studying the science of all this. And once he got through that, he said he just blew right into it. Yeah. There's no problem. So it was this weird thing where he had like this checklist, like, are you injured? No, then suck it up. Yeah. Go. So he had like this whole thing that he and worked on his brain. So he didn't train anything else different but his brain and he was an Olympian. Yeah. It was pretty neat. I can't remember who it was, but it wasn't like a runner's magazine, but it was pretty oh. neat. But it's hard to tell yourself that. Yeah. In the middle of that. And it's, you know, I ran my first half marathon. Well, here, go to number, let's go to the next one. My, my number four is the Twisted Roots 5K out at Canadians. Me neither. It's nice. It's middle of October, but so it's a little wet and all that. But you run through the woods and mm-hmm. run down the road and back and run through the orchard. And I enjoy the race because you get donuts afterwards. And oh, yeah. yeah. Going by cookies and all that. Really good donuts. I mean, it's a visit to Canabies. <laughs> yeah. Right? Can't beat that. <coughs> So my number four is Lansing Half Marathon, which we've done together. Yes, we did the one year. Yeah, and um, it was the first year I did it. And so it was a lot of shock to me. The biggest shock to me was I've done a lot of the 5Ks here in town, and we don't have, like, first aid tents and first aid stations like you see at these big races. And I remember I got on running my race. I remember seeing the first aid station. I was like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. It's a marathon or whatever. And then I remember running with, I got done with it. And I remember sitting there and I remember it's like a mash unit inside those first aid tents. Like people are cramped up or they're falling. Right. You know, some people fall and they crack, you know, mm-hmm. their skulls open, they're bleeding and everything. And I was just like, what, what am I doing here right now? Like, it's just scary that yeah. how when your body just gives out what can happen to it. Right. And, you know, it just, we've had, we've seen people derf it. Like I remember, the, I think whatever race I ran with Allison the one year, the person just fell and just smoked their face. And it's just like kind of crazy to do the whole thing. And yeah, I have a story like that coming. Good. But yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you get what I mean. Like, so it was just an eye opening to me of what big racing is, you know, like corrals, 
you know, goose, you know, like having some type of energy in it, you know, during the race. Cause you're out here for an hour and a half, two hours, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number four Lansing. And I wish they'd bring it back because it was a summer, it was a spring half marathon. Oh, that's it cool. Early May or something. Yeah, it was, it was on a, during my birthday time. So nice. Yeah. All right. Number four for you. Mary. Number four for me is going to be uh, Bay City has the Irish double. So I just did that a few weeks ago. Oh. So it's uh, it started with an 8K, like a five miler, and then not quite, maybe an hour later, you do a 5K. Um, so it's, uh, and of course, it's St. Paddy's Day weekend. Yeah. So of course, the night before, we go out with uh, my wife's cousin. He's a police officer in Saginaw. So we, uh, we go out the night before, and that's kind of the whole joke is all night. We stay up and share the misery the next day and we run these races but the, the medals are amazing oh. the course is great it's right downtown bay city they have a huge parade after um so usually we get a kick back in the in the grass and get a pizza from g's and watch the parade after but it's uh we've done this maybe three four years now it, it's a lot of fun my niece came up this year from msu she's in the vet program so she met us up there and ran with us um yeah she's in the vet program and her her boyfriend's actually getting transferred to the up he does uh entomology Okay. It's going to like a DNR, but study, yeah. you know, bees and things like that up in the, up in Canada is actually where he's going to go. So they met us up there and, uh, it's kind of neat. I haven't seen him in a while. So that, that's a really neat race. That sounds like a fun race. We should do. It is a fun yeah. race. Isn't it kind of hard to get into? Yeah. About 6,000. I think they let in. Wow. Probably the craziest thing we've seen there is last year. So I heard a bunch of people laughing, like coming up behind us. So a guy comes running. It's probably 50 degrees and not quite 50 degrees though he's got grape smugglers on like speed green speedos he's all painted up orange hair no shoes on and this guy's running that's it that's all he's wearing painted up green probably still drunk from the night before just just running and everybody's just balling it was something to see but people are dressed up of course like leprechauns you can only imagine so it's pretty fun it's a good race all right my number three is the al ferris runs Half in the 5K. Oh, nice. I enjoy those. Yeah, me too. I've done the one half last year and then done multiple 5Ks there. So half was all right. It was new, but you went down the Northeastern State Trail. So it was nice. Yeah, it's always a good event. And won Michigan tickets the past two years. So it's always a plus. You have. You took me once. Yes. It was awkward. But amazing all at the same time. It was a different kind of experience. We ended up getting these tickets in the skybox. Oh, nice. And we had like first class all the way. And we were not in our element, Ryan. No, that ruins you. Like once you do that, I've done it. Well, I, I you, could, you couldn't hear the crowd, first of all. Right. So like you're with 100,000 people and it's dead quiet, yep. which doesn't feel right. No, I was at a NASCAR. <laughs> Similar. Like I'm not a big NASCAR fan, but it, you could just kind of hear them buzzing by, but it wasn't. That I might be able to do for a NASCAR. It wasn't the same. To sit up there yeah. and just listen to all those cars. And, right. And my favorite part was Chase Winovich. It's a game. I don't know if you follow Michigan football at all or not. Okay. So Michigan has this one star and he gets hurt. So he's laying in the field, and you can hear a pin drop in the stadium. 100,000 people just quiet. And then finally, the alumni band decides to come up and play the Michigan Fight song. So it's like everyone's like in tears. Oh, my God, one of our stars is down there hurt. And all of a sudden, the band's like playing Hail the Victors. And it's just like, oh, this is so awkward. Like, <laughs> wrong time, people, wrong time. My number three is a race I never ran. Guess what it is? 
My race. You're right. So I love your race. I love it so much. I haven't thought about running it this year. We can do that. If we could get our poop new group a little bit better, I think we could. I like, I like the 10K. That yeah. was my favorite part about that. I, like, I did the mile to warm up, and then I did the 10K. I enjoyed it. It was great. Weather was nice. <laughs> yeah. I think the problem, I, truth be told, 10K is my favorite distance. Because the 5K, I'm just old enough. And for some reason, by the time I get warmed up, the 5K it's is almost done. over. Right. And... Do you feel that way as yeah, a runner? Right. I'm sure you do. It oh, yeah. It's, it's my least favorite to run, but I'm so competitive. I just do it till it hurts. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, oh, this is so miserable. Why do I keep doing these? But I'm, I want to beat Brad. He's like, so. <laughs> and he's right. likewise. Oh, fast. he's so fast. Too. He it's like My whole thing is just like my heels and my ankles are just so tight, you know? And by the time they even get to the point where I feel good enough to like really start pushing them, and it's like 2.75, 2.9. And I'm just like, well, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever been a part of. But we did that healer run. Yeah. And it was um, the North Street Trail where you started and healer and you run all the way up to Mackinac. Oh, yeah. And it was like a, you tag people and through it. So we, we did the first leg. It was six miles. And that felt amazing. That was, I felt so good. I mean, the first three miles, it was cold and rainy. It was, it was and dark. It, and it was dark. <laughs> right. But then it became a little bit light out, and your legs warmed up, and you had three miles of running what felt good. Yeah. And you were kind of going downhill the whole time. It was. It yeah. helped that we went and ran it the weekend before or something, too. That, that is true. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways. So that's my number three. And you already know my number two. So, but go ahead. So mine is going to be the Lafarge Quarry Run. I've never done that one. It's fantastic. Um, I would say it's like a, it's a pretty challenging course. There's a really long downhill grade. Oh, wow. It's, and it's probably about, I'd say maybe a little less than a 60 degree angle. Wow. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty steep. It's long and it's down. Um, I got long legs. So I love the down. So I actually yeah. caught, I beat a bunch of people going down, but then you know, of course have to come back out. Um, they have a really nice tent set up. They have a lot of food out there. Um, and diamond from, from mid Michigan kind of puts on a thing out there. It was fantastic, but they uh, they had the quarry all cleaned up. They had one of the two of the big trucks out there with a giant banner, you know, with the sponsors. It's a really uh, it's a really neat, well put together race. That's good. I've never been able to do it. And my, if I could have one gripe about all these races, is they're always on Saturdays. Yeah, it is tough. And just at least for me as a person that works from nine to noon on every oh. Saturdays, it's just a lot of these are hard. But yeah, but that's a that's a great race if you have a chance. The metals were cool. They had like the cores that they take out of before they blast. They must drill down a core, and they took those cores and sliced them like a, oh. like a like a Ritz cracker, I guess. Okay. And they sliced them, and then that was your metal. It was pretty neat. That's cool. I don't remember getting a metal last year. I didn't get one last year. Mm-hmm. Probably because Brian smoked you. Right at the. You know, we were close. Well, we were close. He was beating me, and I caught up with him. I <laughs> he did. passed him. He then he caught up with me. And there was, uh, but there was an old guy in front of us. Like, all right, Ryan, we can't let the old guy did. beat us. He did. And I thought I was like, I was cashed. Like, I go, there's no way I could go any faster. Like, and I was just kind of holding it there. And Brad's like, you can't let that old guy beat you. <laughs> and I stepped on it and caught him just because he said that. He wouldn't have said it. I don't think I would have done it because I was like miserable. And I'm like, why do I do this every time? Like, it hurts so bad. But Brad said I had to, and I caught him. It was, uh, it was awesome. It's a, it's a cool race. It's a normally a place, you know, it's cool. It's unique to Northern Michigan, the quarries. It's a really cool scenery and it's a place you can't normally get into. Yeah. You're not allowed in there. So they have it all cleaned up and it's really cool. And there's quite, quite well attended usually. Yeah. Good race. Yeah. It's good. Number two. Number, Number two. Number two. I did this one 
one time a couple years ago in Marquette, just the Hope Starts Here half marathon. It's probably the most beautiful half marathon I've done because you run through downtown Marquette and you get to see the big ore, right. the old ore dock, and you run by the power plant or something, which isn't that exciting, but then you run back through downtown and you're always along Lake, Mich- Lake Superior and you run to Presqu'ile. You run through that because it's not really hilly until you get to like mile nine or something, and then from nine to eleven, it's all uphill. It was miserable. Right at the end, yeah, uphill at the end. It was miserable, but it was beautiful. It was right. Presqu'ile was really nice because after we, I was done running. Me and my parents came. We were going around Marquette, and then we ran. We decided to drive through Presqu'ile because you could do that. And you have these random stops, and you just get out and take pictures, and water is just amazing up there. It is nice up there. I like one of my dream visits. It's going to happen for me this year. I made it sure. Should. I, I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to be honest with you, like Alice and I are both trying to like maybe carve off some you know time for ourselves. I think I'm just going to day trip it by myself up there, or wait, we can trip it. I'll just make sure that I keep the GPS finder on it because I know I'm going to go in the middle of nowhere cause with my camera and just like, you know, yeah. like, oh, all right, I'm all right. I'll just keep sending pings from it. You know? <laughs> um, my number two is Detroit, as I already talked about, nice. but I love Detroit because yeah. it's my favorite city. I love that you go to Canada. We've talked about a lot about it. And um, yeah, so it's just my favorite city. I love it. I grew up in that. And those enough of us that know that I grew up in Detroit partly. So it's like nice. this mix of me, my childhood and being able to look through that and everything. So, yeah. Most amazing part for me, the very first year I did that and I was a hometown boy here. So yeah. I, my parents never owned a car, like all grown up. We did. Yeah. So I was the first time I was out of the state. I think I was 19 years old. Oh, wow. To go okay. to Cedar Point. So we had, I'd never seen Detroit. So really, especially Metro, like great downtown. Yeah. So we got up on ambassador bridge. And I remember turning around and looking and that year there was 26,000 people ran that race. And I remember turning around and looking, I registered at like the 730 pace. So I was okay. like in the second gear, yeah. second or third gate. And I got up there and looked back and all I could see was eight lanes of solid people as far as I could see. Yeah. I'd never seen anything quite like that. It was amazing. Like there was twice as many people in that line of runners than is in this entire township. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty amazing. There's something so cool about, I think it's going to be even better now that they finally got some of that construction resolved around there. because It was such a clusterfuck oh, yeah. for a while there. But um, that town embraces that half marathon that weekend. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, the restaurants, even though there's, you know, whether it's a sporting event, whether, you know, Lions football game stuff, just it's such a really cool. It's sweetest day. It yeah. usually falls on that day. So it's just crazy busy. Yeah. And uh, I just I just love it. And if I could seriously run a race or a half marathon again, it would be that one. I mean, if I could run a full marathon, I have this delusion of running a full marathon in Detroit. Because it takes you out to Belle Isle. Right. And everybody said that was brutal. Well, it's not the trip to Belle Isle. <laughs> it's that long stretch back. Yeah, somebody's saying that. It's just boring. Right? Yeah, There's nothing there. Straight, just you. It's just you in this, you know, 12-city blocks of just, <laughs> just concrete jungle and you. <laughs> and, there's, and no one's there. <laughs> Because there's no people there giving you energy, really. It's just like maybe a person just kind of, you know, I just, uh, I've just heard terrible things about it. So, but it's still, if I had to pick another marathon to ride, it probably there. So, yeah, enough about my number two. Yeah, that's a good number two. My number two is actually Brad's costume run. 
That's my number two. I love, I love the, sorry, Brad. It was an awesome yes. race. I love the, uh, I love the 10K. I enjoyed myself. Even though you had to reroute that year that I did, it, you had to reroute because yeah. the woods were flooded. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. Like, so the 10K, that's where I really started to think that, uh, the 10K was my favorite distance. Yeah. You know, it was just enough where you could push, but you can kind of get in a, you know, a good comfortable spot, get a good speed and just run it. And I, I really enjoyed myself. I ran with a couple, you know, people I'd never met before. I actually kind of stuck together and, uh, no, no, we talk all the time. It was, uh, interesting. I like the mile too. So me and Dennis actually ran the mile first and tied for uh, first place. <laughs> I remember that. That's awesome. It was cool. It was a good warm up, and uh, I'd do that. Definitely do the same this year. I think I was out of town last year. Yeah. So let's do something. Let's stop. Good idea. Because we're about to run out of time. Yeah. I uh, I just I look forward to get back. I have this heel spur. I think it's either a bad tendon or a spur. But if I can ever figure out a way, I've just been stretching the limit. You know, like Brad was telling me to, and it's made a world of a difference. I even played basketball Thursday, nice. you know, two Thursdays ago. Not only did I play, which I wasn't necessarily worried about, but I felt fine the next day. I wasn't too bad. So nice. I'm almost brave enough to think about start running again. As much yeah. of a mistake as that might be. But really, I find, as you know, because you're probably here, the running isn't such a bad thing, especially once I get warmed up. It's the aftermath. Oh, yeah. It's the aftermath. So, Right. All right. Our number ones. All right. My number one was my first half ever, and that was the Chicago Rock and Roll half. Nice. Surprising that didn't make my top five. I just – just the scenic – I mean, Chicago's a big city. I love big cities, but just – Seeing everything that's out there, I mean, you ran by Soldier Field and all these other places, and probably my favorite was running to the Treasury Building. Yeah, because it reminded me of Goodfellas, the Untouchables. Well, untouchables, sorry. Right. So it's cool. So just running down there and looking at the Treasury Building and the buildings on the sides, like, holy shit, I'm in the Untouchables right now. Yeah, I think back all the time about that, and you know what sticks out to my mind. That we walked 15 miles a day before around Chicago. What a little. stupid mistake that was. <laughs> but I mean, it's part of the story now, right? So oh, yeah. it's like, what a dumb mistake that was to walk 15 miles a day before. <laughs> but I mean, it's one of my all-time favorite memories with you. Oh, so I mean, like, I wouldn't change anything about it. Right. But still, it was a good trip. Yeah, it was everything about it. Was Me perfect. and you driving down yeah. together on Friday, and Allison flying in. Yeah, and sightseeing Saturday. It's good. I mean, started off the race and thinking to myself, holy shit, I'm about to run 13 miles and starting to cry. <laughs> no, don't cry. You can't lose this. You can't dehydrate now. So. Right. Well, my favorite thing is when you race and you're about mile two and you look down and you're like, okay, I'm about 12, 14 minutes in. I still have 11 miles to go. What am I doing out here right now? You just have that moment of like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? And then, Usually at mile six, you're like, okay, I'm halfway yeah, I'm good. through. Like, all right. But yeah. Anything else you want to add about Chicago? I'd do it again. Yes. Oh, yeah, there is a story. There is a probably mile 11 or 12. We're coming up off the freeway. Somehow we were running on the freeway. And I was running, and I see in the corner of my eye, there's an old guy. All of a sudden, you just see him go down. It's his face, and you just see the blood just start coming out. And people are yelling, oh, my God, cop, medic, whatever. So they get him over there. And the whole time I'm thinking, 
hope this guy's all right. And so a couple days later, I was checking the Facebook page to see if anybody had talked about it. And there's a couple of people asking about him, but I didn't see anything ha what happened to him. But, and he was probably late 70s, early 80s. Just, I, out of all the races I've run, and it was probably because it was mid-July, right? So well, it was it was hot. Yeah, it was mid-July, like 90 degrees, a little humidity. So and you're in Chicago, so there's not. And I've never seen so many people falling. I mean, there was people. That oh yeah, were, that's brutal. You know, just sitting on the side, just like taking every minute. And I just, I mean, out of all the races I've ran, but in everyone else's defense, it's mostly in fall. You know, yeah. running in October, Michigan, it's perfect. Especially getting right. a little crisp air. It's like, oh man, it's nothing better than that. Number one, Fourth of July, the Dork Brothers Fourth of July race. Oh, I was I was battling that one because like. It's perfect. It's everything. Well, it goes to a much larger scale. I don't think any, I mean, we've talked about this in the pot, right? Alpina does 4th of July like no one else. Like no one else's right. business. And that is like the unofficial start of 4th of July for me. I, if I can think of the past couple of years, what I miss is I miss running that race immensely. As miserable as it was in the morning. Mm -hmm. and, and it's as, hot. It's hot. And all the sprayed stuff I've been involved with trying to get from there and the logistics of it all. But I'm very happy with, I don't think so far we haven't heard much about the parade. So I don't know if I'll, I think I'll definitely be able to, it's kind of do what I got to do. You usually drive a car. Yeah, I know. But this year I'm going to try not to. Just lose your license. Well, <laughs> what, what's going on at work? <laughs> I don't think anyone at work listens to my pod. So I can say this. What's going on at work is I'm really focused on selling. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's definitely a lot of people underneath me now that need to do stuff like that, need yeah. to do drive the prey and then wave to people and like, hey, you know, and a couple of the people are like, man, I'm really trying to just get out there more. Like, well, this is your opportunity. I mean, do you think I want it from 10 to noon on the 4th of July, be in a car or walking around and I mean, it's nice and it's throw candy in this part, but you don't think I want to be standing yeah. there and like, right. you know, with a beer in my hand and waving at people outside of the sports page with the guarantees. I mean, I would love to be doing that. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> right. So, but I'm not, I'm working. I think you need to start carrying a bat around. When somebody says they need to get out there, they're already like, take the bat, step up to the plate. <laughs> That's, ooh, I like that. <laughs> but yeah, the 4th of July, it's amazing. And for whatever reason, I'm totally going to jinx it. I don't know if it's ever been bad weather. No. Last year was hot. I do yeah. remember that. We were out late and ran it. It was, it was scorching. Oh, it's been a couple of humid days. But, like, I mean. It's always nice. Yeah, it's yeah, always it's nice. Like crazy. It's always nice. Right. So. Yeah, that, that was, I was wrestling. I had, like, three I was wrestling. I remember the one year we, I go part of it with Miles. I, the, the video I still have somewhere on my own computer. I attached a GoPro and Eric ran with my Dennis ran with Miles. So it's, like, Miles' first 5K. I actually had that somewhere still. That GoPro footage, just like kind of just going, you know, around. And it's one of those ones where a lot of people that I know show up, like you, mm -hmm. Matt Cameron shows up, Granadas. My mom and sister did it a couple years yeah. ago. I mean, they walked the whole thing. Yeah. And you see the high school kids come in there and blow it out in 15, 16 minutes. It's so just, cool. It is cool. Or those, like the junior college kids, the one girl comes and she's always just like, shoom, and they're just like, yeah, Elaine. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it's neat to see they're they're crazy fast. Yeah, I uh, so yeah, it's definitely just like my favorite race. Even though it's a five k, if they made it a ten k, I just feel oh like, yeah, cha ching. Oh, yeah. 
I think you're right. That's that's why I was wrestling with it too. Is it is really the kickoff? Nobody else even wakes up at my house for it anymore. It's just me. I get there and do that. And I go shower up. And it's like I'm ready to party for the Fourth of July now. And you feel great after you do yeah. it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You feel so good after. Yeah, you compose your back. And... It's fun. So you're number one. Oh man, I was kicking around a couple. It's killing me. Uh, I picked the Elfair's half yeah. from last year. It's the first half that Alpina's had in I don't know how long. Um, well, they did a half a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed that. They bust us from mid Michigan out to, I think Pulaski road mm-hmm. out to the, out to the trail. And uh, we ran back to town and it was, uh, I like that trail. We run it every Saturday, Brad and I yeah. um, hook up with a bunch of guys and, and, and run kind of not quite that far, but, uh, I, I enjoyed that. I ran it well. Um, I just remember watching the winter, Nate kind of just get, it was a straight shot. I don't know, built 10 miles and just straight. And I just watched him get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. I think he ran that in like an hour and a half or something. He was fast. he was fast. It was crazy to cheer for you guys that. Oh yeah, that and, was awesome. Uh, to have like somebody because we were we were we did the bad mileage. Like there was a road that crossed that was like a mile and a half before you guys, and I thought that's where you guys started from. So I was like, man, where is everybody? They should be here by now. And then of course that one kid comes flying through. And I'm like, oh man, here we go. okay, we got a runner. Everyone else must be pretty close to him because. I was thinking you're only one mile in, so everyone's got to be kind of clustered together. Well, Lord, did I know that it was like four miles in? So you know, like we we waited quite a bit of time there. But man, that uh, I think we started along like highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I was flew. Yeah, Nate's he's crazy fast. Yeah, I ran with him one Saturday. It was raining. It was just the two of us. He's like, "Well, we'll run." All right. So I mean, we didn't know each other. So I'm trying to keep conversation with him. I'm puffing. I mean, I'm a guy like three miles in. I'm like, I'm struggling to keep up with him. And I don't even think he was, I think he was just going for a, a stroll and I'm on my way back and my watch beeps. It's the fastest 10K I ever did. So it's like record on my watch. I'm like, man, it was, I forget what it was like 30, 39 minutes or so. It was crazy fast. And I don't know that was not even his close to full throttle. Yeah. But he's just crazy fast. But I like that race just because of, uh, you know, they bust you out there and drop you off. And uh, the support was awesome. Like you guys out giving water out at the road and cheering. It was, uh, I don't know it's it different. Just it was kind of almost monotonous up to a point. Yeah, you know it's such a straight shot, but the the trails groomed really nice. Um, we talk about I, this I like all it. the time. There has to be a way. Has to be. Bang the table. As beautiful as our town is, there has to be a way to take advantage of it. I agree. And it's just a matter of getting it together and doing it. And there's enough people like you, me, Brad. Mr. Gentry, who we're going to have on here shortly. Oh, nice. And a whole bunch of other people that are not only passionate about running, but passionate about bringing this to the area. Certainly. Um, we can do it. It's definitely possible. But at the same time, it's almost like you have to make it late in the fall because you, you certainly don't want to shut down roads in the summertime in Alpena. Right. I guess if you made it up early enough, they do it for the blues. I mean, they do it for the, the beer or, festival. Or possibly like a Sunday. Yeah, and that's when Detroit and a lot of those bigger ones shut yeah. down. So it just, but we could figure it out. It didn't, you know, there's got to be a way to do it. And like Traverse City. Yeah, I mean that thing is what that's rated one of the best in the country. Yeah, and they they run it down. They have nothing different than we have. Yeah, you know, they have the water to be able to run it downstate. Take advantage of the break wall somehow, mm-hmm. or maybe you don't go out all the way out to the break wall. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Mm, just go down the sidewalk probably. Yeah, and then the river. Which we all know is yeah, just, I mean, Brad's run, you you run the river. Oh, I love it. And maybe even somehow, I would love to be able to take advantage of somehow Island Park even. 
at some point, maybe a different race. Cause certainly that, the, I think the Island itself, the train's amazing for it. So it gives you a little bit different or what, even if you took it by the bridge. So like you're able to just, cause it's so scenic, oh, it's you know, and it's just, yeah, the river, I think is probably the gem that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. You know, if you ever fish back there, it's, it's such a gem. Like yeah. what you see from the shore, there's so much more. I mean, you can get in the middle of that and it's like, you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing. I've fished there since I was a kid and uh, I still, I still fish it and love it. But yeah, to have a race to show all that off, I think it would be better than Traverse City. I take uh, Paul takes me fishing back to Golki and I'll take pictures and people are always like, man, did you Paul take you out to Long Lake or where did, where, where did Paul take you? You know? Like, dude, that's in the middle of Alpena, right? Like, right in, in the, the heart middle of, of town, right in the heart of town. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's right behind the backside of the island. And they're like, oh wow, that's kind of crazy. And the fishing's fantastic. Too. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, but it's it's amazing. <laughs> oh, I've yeah. never ever been skunked there. Never. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I agree that would, that would be amazing. But I was here, like you know, that one in Traverse City. Everybody, you know, Bayshore. Is that what it's called? Bayshore. Yep. And they said it's the most scenic, and it's like, well, you know, what is so different about Traverse City than Alpena? I think yeah. we probably have more. Yeah, you know, up to a point that yeah. we could show off. I think. Yeah, they, they, their run of beach is you know really nice. I'm never gonna. I've never ran the race back. I've been through Traverse City enough, and yeah, it's, it is nice. It's yeah, beautiful. so but I definitely think we have the ability, and um, there's got to be a way to, if you started downtown to take it up toward across the bridge, the drawbridge down by Noah through that sidewalk area. Bring it back. I don't care if you could go out like toward the college, so you go back behind it. You don't have to go, and then you get around the bridge and then come down state somehow, and you know loop it back around and somehow make that thirteen. You think of those? Yeah, like a half right yeah. in the middle. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I can think about it right now. Yeah, it could definitely be done. And then have it finish it right down the town mm-hmm. and keep everyone there. The bars make money because afterwards you have music playing, you have bands, and there's places along that route. So I mean, when you think about the downtown. And then you could have something around the Thunder Bay area or the NOAA area. Um, if you did something around by the hospital, you could do, do something in that area. And maybe maybe you're onto something. Maybe it could be something that's, uh, you know, joining another event yeah. of a day, you know, like like the 4th of July kickoff. You, know, yeah. you want to run the race, maybe it could be the Suds Festival. You yeah. Know, have, you know, it could be anything like that. Yeah. Something to definitely think about. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. Yes, it is. All right. All right, that's what we got this week. What are you, guys doing? What are you doing this weekend? Uh, I don't know. Probably watching basketball once again, but that's not till the evening. Maybe I'll go to the theater, West Menagerie, starting this weekend. That is correct. Maybe I'll do that. Got a meeting Friday for the race. That's right. Our first race, our first race meeting. Yes. A lot of decisions to be made. I got a list somewhere of ideas of what I need to. Some are already made. I think the important ones are already made. Yeah. So, who we're going to give the money to? Yes. We're going to the Plaza Pool this year. And nice. When are we going to rerun it? Uh, that's what we have to talk about. There you go. So, there it is. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. one of two dates. Yeah. What are you thinking about doing it this weekend, Ryan? Um, I'm hoping the ground is not froze, and I'd like to uh, clean my yard up oh, eventually. Because yeah. like last year, we got snow before the leaves are even down. So yeah. it's a giant mess. Yeah. So I'm hoping uh, hoping I can get some work done around the house before it gets too nice out, so I'm not uh, breaking the leaves when it's really nice. We had that one thaw where it came down and brought all the – and then it thawed really quickly that one day. I went out there at like 
four o'clock in the afternoon. And I finished in the dark, but I got my front lawn done. But nice. my side alleys are just, it's a mess. It's gross. And, uh, man, I don't, I was telling Allison, it's, I'm ready for it to be green. Oh, yeah. Because everything's so brown right now. And yeah, just I just got back from Florida. So it was like, it was uh, to, like to fly back into Detroit, everything was dead. It looked like the walking dead. It was yeah. just like awful. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. Everything there was flowers. Everything was pretty. Just ready. Yeah. And I told her in a month, you know, if you drive down state, right in front of uh, Bayview, headed to, toward uh, the hippie, in like next month, all those flowers bloom. And it's like the perfect time to drive down state straight. I absolutely yeah. love it. So awesome. I can't wait for that. Uh, this weekend, I don't know what I'm doing. What I want to do is I want to go to a casino because I haven't been to a casino in a really long time. I'd like to find one that maybe I could stay the night at. I could watch the basketball game, play a little slot machine, and drink $1 drafts. I mean, like, I'd, in a perfect world. Sounds like he's got a better plan than you. That's what right. I would do. I'm not saying that's going to happen, though, but if I could pick something, that's ideally what I'd want to do. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Put a twenty dollars Keno slip, so I'm double gambling. I'm on a slot machine. I got Keno watching the game. Twenty two ounces Coors Light for a dollar. I mean, like, well, I mean, it's a buck. Twenty two <laughs> ounces. Anyways, yeah, but I don't, I'll probably just be down cleaning my yard, <laughs> cleaning all the dark dog poop up. So yeah, um, but yes, Thunder Bay Theater, Glass Menagerie, and then next week went on the pod. We're gonna have a whole group of guys. And there's a lot going on there. That next week, there's a lot going on. And the Masters is that next weekend. So. All right. Ryan, thank you for coming. Yes. Thanks, guys. It's um, awesome. Oh, we didn't even – there's one other thing I wanted to talk about is you were voted for an award. Yes, from uh, Michigan Small Business Association. actually voted us uh, top 50 to watch, um, which is crazy. So there's only one other company in Alpena that ever got that. That was Dustin from Premium Hydro. A few yeah. years ago, and then remotely close would be Tom Moran from Moran Ironworks, maybe three or four years ago from Hanaway. Yeah, they're a small little court. Small. Right. So actually, I thought it was like a spam email. So I got the email, and I thought it was like a spam email. Yeah. I opened it up, and here it was like, you know, they're setting up dates. So um, we get to go a day before the award and uh, tour the Capitol building. We have to have lunch in the chambers with, the, you know, the politicians. Yeah. And uh, the next day we have like a breakfast, and it's like, um, you know, rehearsal kind of thing to get the award. Um, so basically, they, they I think they had over 700 applicants, and they basically pick, which is I thought was kind of strange when I was reading it, but they pick companies that are, you know, supporting the Michigan economy, but it had, a, you know, a lot of things that were about, um, you know, being different in your industry, which I don't think that we are. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, for electrical and signs, I think we, you know, we're not really any more high tech than any You're other. You're not ready to the wheel. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. We, we do, but I think they went on strictly growth for us, you know, because every two or three years, we've doubled in size and we're continuing to grow. Um, and I think it's, they said it was mainly just the culture of how, how we are. You know? yeah. So we're a little bit different. We run a little bit different, um, a little more free thinking, I guess, up mm -hmm. to a point. Um, like you said earlier, you know, we're, we're friends and you can tell when we're out somewhere that, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. And so they picked us based on that dynamic, I think. Um, but it's a great award for sure. You know, they picked 50 companies to watch and, and we just happened to be from this little town up here and got, and got picked, which is fantastic. So it's actually at Breslin Center. I think it is May... Eighth okay. at Breslin Center. That's awesome. And they put us up at the Kellogg Center, so we'll be staying right at Kellogg Center. And uh, it's right in the middle of the week, which is going to be half impossible, but in the <laughs> middle of summer. Um, so my wife and I are going to go, and they're like, "Oh, you can get a table and bring all your guys." I'm like, "There is no way." <laughs> you know? I cannot take everybody to Lansing in the middle of the week. Like, every the town will shut down, so we can't, we can't leave. 
but uh, yeah, it's amazing. We were uh, kind of taken back by it. And my wife was, you know, thinking about it. And then I seen her looking at it on the internet. She's like, this is really something. Yeah. You know, and then the news called us. So we were actually, you know, on the TV news and the newspaper and the radio. And it was actually a really big deal. Um, we're, we're, we're proud, man. My guys are just glowing. I think it was you snuck out a link. It just was it just simply, it was like Michigan announces it's 50 small businesses. And I was like, well, that's really random that Ryan would share something like that. So then I clicked on the link and then I just did a little digging. I was like, oh, this is freaking sweet. And then the next day I saw that your company made a formal announcement and then the news was following and everything. Yeah, they had like, given us a, a formal press release they gave us, but I couldn't give it out. Yeah. So I had to hang on to it until I think, I think for what date it was 18th or something. They said I couldn't release it until then, yeah. but they had it all done up already. And, uh, you know, with their quotes about us and things that we can release. So I've never met any of these people. Yeah. So it's called Michigan. Michigan does small business. That's awesome. It's a, it's a real big organization, but it was kind of neat. And I think actually the chamber of commerce, um, put us up for the award. Okay. Um, I mean, probably other people in town as well, I would guess. And, uh, but they have a big board of every sector of business that actually goes through, um, that goes on to gross sales, things like that too, to, to qualify for it. So we're proud for but, sure. And you should be, and it's much deserved. You do a lot. You, it's a wonderful job to have you represent our community. Yeah, we try, you know, and that's uh, something that we discuss with our guys often too, is just how that we expect them to carry themselves, whether they're at work or in public or whatever that, you know, we, we work for the police, we work for, you know, the government agencies as well as people's homes and things. And there's a certain way that people expect to, you know, when you meet one of our guys, you know, how they act and how they, you know, how they treat you is, is probably a really big part of why we're successful, I think. Yeah. So. For sure. Well, congratulations on that. And then. Yeah, thank uh, you can't wait to see pictures and find out more about your trip next month so yeah we're excited that wraps up next week did i tell who's going to be on next week i don't know it doesn't matter you just tune in yeah it's going to be a mess but it'll be fun (laughs) let's hope so all right see you guys oh thank you